My next guest just ran one of the great races I've ever witnessed. And if God is good to me, I'll be 56 in April. Really a tremendous campaign and very nearly, with the odds and numbers totally against him, beat Kathy Hochul to earn the governor title here in New York. And now he is the most sought-after politician I've ever seen. I mean, everybody wants a piece, and they should, because he's a terrific guy, a great politician, a brilliant man, and a good heart. Here he is, Lee Zeldin. Good morning, Lee. You know, Sid, if if you just found yourself the nicest apartment in in Manhattan and just just break into it and then just (laughs) refuse to leave— I, I don't know. I mean, if you think about this in Manhattan, you know, Bragg's not coming after you. Right. The housing court, I, I mean, they, they, they try to keep it shut down. It's pretty wild how many people just, like, just say, no, I'm just never leaving. You have to pay me to take me out of the place that you own. So go yeah. find a penthouse, yeah. some $20 million penthouse, and just say, this is mine. I'm Sid Rosenberg. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. And, and you know, you would think Lee Zeldin is kidding. I mean, he is, obviously, but there was a story just last week about folks who broke into somebody's house and refused to leave. They ref- Are they still there? All, it's all over the place. You have these people who just – but not only do they refuse to leave, but they tell the person who owns the building, who owns the unit, if you want me to leave, you have to pay me X amount of money. Oh, my and then, God. And then finally, then people pay the money. No, they don't. Yes. This happens. But isn't it yeah. illegal? Can't they get the police or somebody to get them out? Uh, it's it's wild. I mean, you know, the pandemic had this impact. You had, you had a couple different things at, at play. One was, you know, housing court ended up you know, being drastically limited once COVID hit. And then you had these eviction moratoriums passed and then extended. And, and people just all over the place were falling massively behind in rent and you know just the the owners were stuck scratch your hand listen it's one thing if if you can't afford you know to pay your bills you have a sudden loss of income and you're trying to work that through with your landlord and and you know and and the housing court whatever but then there are some people who are just kind of cheating the system and it's not right. No, it's not. So Buffalo got leveled this weekend with like a six-foot snowstorm last week, I should say. In fact, they had to move the Bills game against the Browns. They did win to Detroit, and I guess that was the big Buffalo story last week, not the fact that Kathy Hochul is up there and still destroying the state uh, day after day after day. Has she said anything or done anything since her shocking victory over you to make you feel like, okay, okay, maybe just maybe, Things will work out with her. No. <laughs> no hesitation at all, Lee. It was like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So, the, I mean, the, the the big issue is at the, the last week of the campaign, they, they say sometimes with these campaigns, if the election was only one week later, I think you would have won. This was actually would have been an interesting election if it took place one week earlier. Over the course of the last week of this campaign, you know, she brings in Bill and Hillary Clinton, Joe and Joe Biden. Joe Biden came in like three times in the last couple of weeks. Kamala Harris, Obama was doing robos and radio calls. And, but then the Working Families Party is fighting for its own existence because every gubernatorial election you have to get a certain amount of votes or you're not even a party anymore. So they got activated, and then there were some of these labor unions that really kicked in to higher gear to get the vote out. 
and you know, and AOC was out there hitting it hard, and all these you know far left celebrities. She probably owes much of her like final week margins that went up due to the far left. And as I mean, if if they did not step up for her, she has a real issue with that final count. I mean, I, I can't, I can't tell you exactly what you know the final tally would no, have but, been. No, but no, but but to your point, I saw the polls. To your point, you're a thousand percent right. Like two days before the election, somebody said to me, "I don't get this," but Hochul widened her lead this week. I said, "What? This is like two days before she widened her lead this week, and that speaks directly lead to what you just said." And, and so now you are elected to a four-year term, and who do you thank? And she's not out there saying, okay, well, now that the election's behind us, we're not looking for votes. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to talk about fighting crime. I mean, she was interested about fighting crime. I'm pretty sure she would have been talking about that during the campaign. <laughs> like, this was the whole thing during the race. Like, what, do you think that she's just going to suddenly care about an, an issue like that? Because it's, I think it's a pretty popular position to say – that people who commit crimes and do bad things to other people should be you know, held accountable and locked up. Sure. And instead what she was saying was, I don't understand why that's so important to you. <laughs> she did say that. That was shocking. That was shocking. You know, I had dinner two weeks ago, my wife and I, Danielle, you know, with uh, Eric Adams. And uh, we talked about you a little bit at the dinner table, and she had, she had won at that point already. But he actually had nice things to say about you at dinner. I mean, clearly he endorsed her, and she's in the same party, and he should have got no choice. But um, he had nice things to say about you, which I kept saying all along. I really believe he'd be a better mayor if you would have won because you would have really put his feet to the fire over certain issues that now he can dance around because he's working with other Democrats. Does that make any sense, Lee? It makes perfect sense. You and I know what needs to get done inside of New York City in order to make the streets, the subways safer. You know what Albany needs to do to help make New York City safer. And Adams has gone up to Albany saying judges should need, should have discretion away dangerousness. Amend raise the age. And they, they don't just stonewall him. They go after him personally. Oh. I, I mean, nasty personal attacks when he is speaking up for these different reforms that he knows – are necessary in order to make the streets safe. So nasty, by the way, that even, of all people, Al Sharpton, Lee, had to come to Adams' defense on Saturday, and he called out both black people and Democrats for whipping up on Eric Adams. So Eric Adams said that judges need discretion away dangerousness. Danny O'Donnell, Rosie's brother, who is a white Manhattan liberal uh, assembly Democrat. Right across the street from my old apartment on 104th and West End. I can't stand the guy. So he ends up tweeting out that dangerousness is code for black. That's his response to Eric Adams. Now, if you follow the logic of what he is saying there, this white liberal Manhattan Democrat assemblyman is suggesting that the reason why the black mayor is calling for this change is because the mayor is racist. <laughs> It's unbelievable. I mean, he's been taking uh, yeah. incoming you know, le- left and right. He yeah. needs Albany to be able to, to have his back, and uh, Albany doesn't, and they actually attack him personally on top of it. And by the way, the, the people who 
uh, were propping up Hochul to get her over the finish line right after the election. They've already started this up. They feel like they haven't done enough to pass pro-criminal laws. <laughs> so, I mean, this is this is a real live issue. And, you know, there, there's no election that's coming up, you know, here anytime soon. It's time for folks who might not have been able to, for whatever their excuse is, you know, speak up uh, to confront some hard truths. You need to do it now. I mean, you can't you can't tolerate more people getting no. hurt. No. You can't say, well, you know, I'll just deal with this in six months. No, you have to like people want to see your damn hair on fire because <laughs> you're, it's your job to to be their leader. And if you're not, you own it. It's on you. It doesn't even matter if you're in touch with the with why it is that the streets and subways got less safe and you're calling for the reforms. I don't care who you are, Democrat, Republican, what you know, elected official, community leader, if you know what's wrong and and you you're not actually doing everything in your power to fight for it, you're going to start owning it. And I think that's by the way, in, in this case, I served with Eric Adams for 4 years in the state senate. We stayed in touch since. We always, you know, we got along just fine. Uh, I'm one of those people who believe that, you know, uh, you know, whether you're Joe Biden, Kathy Hochul, Eric Adams, you're a Republican, whoever you are, if you're serving that position, I- I'm one of those people who want you to do the right thing. I want you to be able to do a good job. Uh, I'm not rooting against you. But I'll call you out if you're doing something that's that's pretty screwed up. Um, but I, I think that you know this is going to end up more on Adams's plate if 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 they're not that like that whole coalition doesn't step up to to start calling out their own. I mean, if if you're saying, well, I, you know, I have to endorse Hochul because she's the same party that that I'm in. You know, some people understand that. Other people say, well, that's no good excuse because. You know, you have to do what's best for you know whoever that constituency is, but I I I think that the mayor is going to end up owning more of it. Yep. Now that the election's passed, if yep. he doesn't have, I can't say his hair gets lit on fire because he has the same haircut you do. <laughs> um, but 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 you know, like that's what a lot of New Yorkers and there's a story on the front page of the New York Post today talking about the the Asian American community voted for me. Yes, uh, and, that. and and they were you know citing crime and education. They, these are predominantly Democrat voters who voted for us. We saw it in the Latino community. Um, we saw it with the Orthodox Jewish community and some others who stepped up who are registered Democrats. And I think that that trend, that swing, is only going to continue if the Democratic Party thinks, "Well, we haven't passed enough pro-criminal laws," and, and they actually go up to Albany, not not overhauling cashless bail. But passing the next two pro-criminal laws on the agenda, uh, I think that that trajectory, that swing, will only continue when you go to next year's yep. city council races. I agree. About two minutes to Goldie. I want to talk about you personally. There's so many predictions about Lee Zeldin. We'll do next. Miranda Devine wrote a column last week. It would have been nice to see him as the speaker. Uh, Frank Morano on this show this morning said his best move would be wait till next year and Suffolk County executive. He gets to stay home with his gorgeous wife and gorgeous daughters and do that type of thing. And then, of course, the biggest rumor of all is you'll replace Ronna McDaniel come January, the RNC chair. What can and will you tell us this morning, Lee, the future of Lee Zeldin? What are you looking at right now? What's the leader in the clubhouse? 
Well, uh, first off, the good news for Frank is that I don't want the 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. shift on the radio. <laughs> so his job is safe. Um, so th- there are there are options. Oh, and, and also, you know, as far as the great Sid Rosenberg, he just knows that he's a heck of a lot better than I would ever be at his gig because he's, you know, he's Sid Rosenberg. Oh, um, I, Thank I, I'm, you. I'm trying to very quickly uh, go through the different options and decide what's best. And uh, one of the options that's out there that I am seriously considering is the idea of running for chair of the Republican National Committee. Uh, it's I've received a lot of calls from all across the entire country. Uh, we clearly have uh, a lot of support if we decide to do it. Uh, so we're going through that process right now to decide whether or not that's going to be the next move. There are other options that are out there, and you know, and we'll see. But right in front of us right now, just to be you know fully open and transparent, is we're spending the most amount of time today uh, going through the phone calls with a whole lot of people across the country just to see where this is at. The way the process works is that there are 168 Republican National Committee voting members. There's 50 states, six territories. They have state chairmen, and then each state has a committee woman and a committee man. And you have to get a majority of the vote of the people who are there in January by person or by proxy. So that's how the process works. Got it. And, and you know, listen, if, if the votes... If we think the votes are, are, are going to be there, that's a different decision than if we decide that the votes aren't going to be there. So you know, that's why we're having a whole lot of calls with people. Right, the votes will be there. You, uh, you'd you be great at that, by the way. So uh, that, the party needs help, and you're the right guy for it, whether it's Trump or DeSantis. Who cares? You are the right guy to run that party. So whatever you decide, we always wish you the best of luck. You know, I love you, Lee, personally, besides this uh, political stuff. But you'd be great for that job. Either way, as always, thank you for coming on. You're a tremendous guest and continued success in whatever you do, pal. Thank you so much. You as well. Take care. You're the man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.